Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. As Luby Brown was all over the NBA draft last night, and uh, he sends me this, and, and this is great because uh, there's nothing like turning the draft into a complete degenerate enterprise. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, joining us right now from Bet Basics, and we've known him uh, to be a part of many other media platforms, but right now, knocking it out of the park with Bet Basics is uh, our good friend, and, and he has a degenerate DNA. Uh, Len Robbins, who uh, this is great, man. You stopped just short, Len, and welcome to the show uh, of uh, calling Chet Holmgren the, the second coming of Mel Counts in this piece that you did at, at, at <laughs> Basics. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm well. Did I did I really stop short of that? <laughs> I was going forward. He's like I was trying to do it. <laughs> Actually, Counts is a Hall of Famer I, I, compared I to what you think of this kid. Uh, unbelievable. Um. You know, I, I got quite a few texts based on my, my last Lenny the Loser column from people staunchly supporting Chet Holmgren. And I want to make sure that I'm clear about this. Nothing would make me happier. Well, actually, a few things would make me happier. But if yeah. he turns out to be like, you know, the next great stretch four or whatever, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that a guy who looks like he can box out, you know, a kid carrying one of those little American flags it makes, <laughs> makes me nervous in the NBA. It they makes got me knocked nervous. over by Adam Silver when they exactly. went for the hug. Uh, they, exactly. they went for the Goodell hug, and uh, he needed a standing eight count after uh, he just got breathed on. It was unbelievable. Nicely, nicely done. That was really nicely done. I was struggling to find like a a good analogy, and you just went right to the man himself, Adam D. Gearsilva. He's as thin as a guest. I think he actually looks jacked compared to Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so explain this to me uh, with your uh, you know new angle with Bet Basics here, Len Robbins, and always a pleasure to have you on After Hours here with Defoe and Luby. But uh, all right, so I would have been sandbagged completely because uh, the greatest piece of betting inside information we ever had, I don't know, we, we probably discussed this yeah, at some point during it. our many conversations on various shows, was when a friend of mine uh, called me frantically about, I don't know, maybe a, a couple of minutes before the halftime show was about to go off at a Super Bowl game, and Katy Perry was a halftime entertainment. And he, he calls me and he says, how much money you got on you, DeForest? I said, well, well what are you talking about here? Because, I mean, who, who wants to make a bet for somebody else while you're in a sports book? I happen to be at Caesars Palace. And he wanted me to bet $10,000 for him on the proposition bet that Katy Perry's first song was going to be a song called Roar. 
And I'm thinking, well, uh, how do you notice? He, he said one of his friends was at the rehearsal, and that's what she started with. So in all likelihood, this was going to happen. And it, it turned out to be the case. Uh, they, they had very limited action on this, though. So I think we ended up getting down about four or 500 bucks total online somewhere with a book in Guam. But uh, it seemed like there was inside information that Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith was going to be the first pick with the Orlando Magic. And he was like minus 300. And uh, you were getting like at one point, I, I think as late as yesterday morning, plus 275 on his Banchero. So how did Orlando steer everybody uh, wrong? I mean, it seemed like it was a certainty, Len. I don't know what, what your thoughts were about that. That Smith well, would be the well, guy. Well, my, my thought. My, my thought was this, right? Um, outside of the New York Knicks, who I hope we do have a few minutes to chat about. Yes, yes, it absolutely. That, it strikes me that the Orlando Magic might be like the second most dysfunctional team. Is yep. this like the 18th yeah. time in the last like 31 years that they've had the number one pick, right? Yeah. So if you had the number one pick, why do you want to even put a smoke screen out there that you might be picking someone else, right? Like, who are you going to fool, right? Like, okay. Who are you going to fool, yeah. You get Maybe choose. somebody that wanted yeah, Smith, I, I guess. Well, but so, so okay, so somebody wanted Smith, and what, what like, you're going to trade out of, like, that number one spot and get what? You're going to get the number two, and, well, well, you know, if you're the Knicks, then you want, 31 future number one. <laughs> no, they're going to be good in the year 3000. I mean, they got all this ground. You know, do you know the Knicks right now have 22. They have 11 first and 11 second round picks coming to them. So basically, the Knicks have finally figured it out that they can't field a competitive basketball team. So they're going to apply to the USFL to put a football team out there. <laughs> Boy, that changed so It makes baby. perfect you, sense. You, yeah, no, that's that's a great game plan they they came up with. Uh, that was other, uh, you know, just wild, rampant speculation that they were going to trade up and get somebody that they coveted. Uh, I guess a point guard or whatever. But uh, you no, know, none of that happened. I mean, they they got rid of everything. Okay, people's exhibit number 4,628 that the Knicks are a mess, right? You hear yeah. these stories all the, all the time in college, right? That um, so-and-so just hired so-and-so as an assistant head coach because he's the father of, like, the number eight recruit in the country, right? Happens all the time, yeah. right? Sure. Um, he gets, like, a little corner office. He never has to show up, right? Just make sure your kid signs, yeah. right? So the Knicks are all in on Jalen Brunson, right? The Dallas backup point guard and terrific Villanova player. So they've hired Rick Brunson, his father, as an assistant coach. And Leon Rose, Rose, who's now the president of the Knicks, used to rep Jalen Brunson. Now Rose's son reps Jalen Brunson. So basically, the Knicks have decided that the best chance for success is for them to operate like a crooked college team. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're going to hire Tim Floyd soon uh, to you know, pass out some capital uh, as well. Uh, no, that, that, that's that's uh, kind of bizarre, and, and you know, it, it, it is an interesting parallel because, uh, you know, you could see Nick Saban 
you know, doing something like that. I mean, if Dave DeBusher had a grandson that was playing college ball, they, they might even dig him up and give him a job. Uh, the way that they're operating right now. Well, I mean, uh, how much of a surprise was that to you? I, uh, all of the speculation, and I, I would have been duped completely on this draft because I, I thought, sure, uh, Jabari Smith was going to be the number one pick, that Holmgren might even drop, uh, you know, to uh, number five, and uh, that the Knicks were, were dedicated to uh, trying to nail somebody of significance by uh, trading up and, and, and moving into a better position uh, than they had at number 11 in this year's draft. Well, from, from what I understand, Detroit was not going to budge. Detroit was not moving out of their slot. Sacramento wasn't moving out of their slot. So the Knicks have to come up with a plan B. The problem with the Knicks is they're always operating with a plan B. Yep. There's no plan A. <laughs> yep. That's the problem. Um, you know, and, and look, I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, alleged journalists being the show. Um but I, my heart had to go out a little to see Spike Lee consoling Stephen A. Smith. Isn't that I mean, the best? <laughs> Isn't that the best? That's so great. That's, that's, that's funny. When you I love that. Down, right? I love that. Yeah. That's when you yeah. So I don't know. Like you know, I'm, I'm I am curious to see. Like, has the team ever packaged all 22 draft picks and made a deal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Ditka did that. I was, say, uh, when, oh, I was like 12 for Ricky Williams, something like that. The closest and, and, thing and the Herschel Walker deal Hershel. also uh, what was like right. that. The Herschel Jimmy. Walker deal, yeah. Um, however, at, at that point, we already knew that Herschel Walker was a terrific football player. Right now, yeah. he never could live up to, I don't remember what the Dallas Cowboys got, but basically they turned that into like, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Michael Erzin, yep. right? So, yep. um, you know, that, that didn't work out too well. But um, I don't know. I, at, least, at least I give the Knicks this, right? They've made themselves interesting for a couple of days, right? They still have <laughs> to clear, like, I think $5 million more to, like, sign Jalen Brunson, Um so, you know, wouldn't it be great? This would be the ultimate mix, right? They go through all of this. And, you know, Dallas can give Jalen Brunson more money than anybody else, right? So what if, like, the 11th hour, Cuban comes up with some, like, shock tank idea to Jalen Brunson, and he decides yeah. to stay in Dallas. And the Knicks are left with 22 protected draft picks. <laughs> that, well, that, that's the thing. That's what's gonna. Ha- you know, that's what's gonna happen. That's why you said it, Lynn. You know, that's exactly what's gonna happen. I, I just find it interesting because you've covered uh, New York sports, national sports for a long time. You, in the recent years, worked with Madison Square Garden, worked with the Brooklyn Nets. The name that <laughs> keeps popping up that's not in the draft is Kyrie Irving. And Deep and I were laughing. Like, I don't understand why the national media cares so much because he hasn't really played since he's gone to Brooklyn. But I, what I do find it interesting is Nick fans, and I have a lot of friends that are Nick fans, love to speculate about getting big-name guys. And even Nick fans don't want Kyrie Irving. Like, my friends are like, no, no. I'm like, Jesus, that's the first time I've ever heard you guys not want, you know, a superstar, quote-unquote, player. Like, what are your thoughts on the whole Kyrie Irving thing, the Kyrie Irving saga at this point? Well, first of all, it's important that we catch you in the lie. You said all of your friends. 
I said some. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What friends is what? What friends? What friends? How could we possibly have friends? Come on. Come on, Ruby. Who are you paying? Who are you paying? <laughs> I don't have enough money. Um, yeah. Two things about where the nests are at, right? Um, number one, I think like the word has finally gotten out that the whole concept of we have to form, you know, a big three, right? We can yeah. thank um, LeBron for this, right? Has gone out the window, right? Because if you take a look at the last two NBA champions, right? They were teams that built through the draft. And have great young teams now that can win multiple titles, right? That being the Bucks and the Warriors, right? Um, Second thing is, you know, the Nets actually have like a nucleus of great young plays or really good young plays. It's been really interesting to see like where they went, right? This, of course, after they have to dig out from the last time that they did something stupid like a big three when they brought in Kevin Garnett, who was on a ventilator, Paul Pierce, who who was already making, like, pornographic videos with, you know, other women or whatever, right? And Jason Terry, who at that point in his career was only interested in trying to make sure he can get tickets to the Super Bowl at Giant Stadium because he's from Seattle. um, And the Seahawks got into the Super Bowl at Giant Stadium, okay? So they, they already yeah. went down this road and it completely blew up on them, right? Yeah. Now they've done it again. And, you know, they've already parted ways with James Harden, who might be the most selfish basketball player in the NBA, which is a shocking statement to make, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to lose Kyrie. Then they're going to lose Kevin Durant. Um, sounds like the perfect team for the Knicks to make a deal with. <laughs> That's the thing I was waiting for you to Everything say. Maybe they can bring back Dr. J. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Try and fill some seats that way with a uh, 71-year-old Dr. J. Uh, uh, Len Robbins, our guest on After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on Believe. And uh, Mushnick uh, had a good one, uh, one of his items in the column I read in the Post this morning uh, as I was getting ready to do the uh, shows. Uh, he said, uh, you know, this is great because we get to spend a whole nother summer trying to figure out what on earth Kyrie Irving has in his head. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, that, I mean, it should be the subject of, of, you know, available wagering, should it not? To try and figure out uh, from what psychological dark spot uh, Kyrie Irving is coming from and uh, his desire to continue his basketball career. You know what? You just gave me a great idea. As soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to yeah. call my guys at Tech Basics and see, like, can we get some sort of, you know, player prop that, right, based on the psychological machinations of one Kyrie Irving, right? <laughs> um, because, like, what, Result, what's next of, for him, uh, right? This self-examination he's going to do over the uh, offseason. Right. What's the next thing that he says, right, that he's going to refuse to take the monkeypox vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> Would you be shocked? <laughs> He's going to join the live tour, this guy. Exactly. I mean, that, that's, that's the kind of thing is. he might end up doing. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, he's hanging around with Greg Norman. You know? Unbelievable. That'd be great. Oh, my God. It's That'd possible. Great. It, it, it's not out of the question. What, all right. Um, what, do you guys make what, of, what do you guys make of this this live thing? I think it's asking. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems. I mean, look, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, honestly, uh you know, this whole Saudi thing with 9-11, uh, that, that got to me and uh, the Khashoggi uh, and all of these atrocities. But 
Uh, I'll give Norman this. He came back with something on Fox News, which I rarely would be inclined to tune in, but I saw him speaking about uh, what was going on, and he, he sort of nailed the PGA by saying, hey, uh, uh, like most of their sponsors do big business with the Saudis. So uh, would Monaghan be willing to go to all of his CEOs and say, hey, we can't, we can't possibly promote you anymore or use you in our marketing campaigns because, uh, you know, you've you got to stop doing business with the Saudis. What would the response be? So there is an element of hypocrisy there right, with Monaghan oh, yeah. and his PGA stance and the guys that obviously have, uh, you know, in many people's opinion, sold their souls to the devil, you know, to just cash out right now, maybe at the tail end of uh, what was, you know, a modestly successful uh, career as a European golfer. Well, here's the thing that I find really interesting about this whole um, conundrum. I've always wanted to use that word. I don't know what it means. Yeah, I, love that word. Right. I don't know what it means, but um, it right. if it's good, it's me. I mean, <laughs> it's truculent. So, it, like, you know, a lot of journalists or newspapers, magazines, whatever, websites around the country have talked about how, you know, how could these people sign with, you know, the, the Saudi, you know, back out venture, right? Yeah. Um, well, if, if you're a if you're a reporter, don't you have to cover it? Yes. Right. I sure. mean, it is news, yeah. right? Like, you, yeah. you know, you have guys like, you know, I mean, it's just a matter of time before, you know, Brooks Kepka and, you know, Bryson DeChambeau, which goes nice with the filet, by the way. Um, <laughs> they're going to have like some, some some steel cage wrestling match, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So yep. obviously yep. the back back, but like, you know, um, like on one hand, you, you can't walk around and say like, this is terrible. How can people do this? And then cover it, right? But if you don't cover it, then isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? Yep, yep. No, nobody cares about this, of course, except for those of us who actually have, like, you know, every now and then faced a uh, a, a moral dilemma. So then again, I don't know any journalist who has faced a moral dilemma. I'm trying to think about that. <laughs> Not me. Not me. I, I would never sell myself really out. Uh, oh, I mean, never. Uh, you know, my credibility. <laughs> I, I was advertising this stuff that Steve Garvey got busted for advertising once. Uh, and I had uh, rare Len Robbins, you'll appreciate this, moment of conscience when I, I just couldn't go on the air every morning and claim that if you drank this strawberry shake before you went to bed, you would wake up in the morning two pounds lighter. <laughs> just, <laughs> just drinking it. But but I did take the ad originally saying, hey, what the hell? I'm here anyway. I may as well pick up the $50 endorsement fee, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. But, uh, does everybody have a price? I guess that's the question. And and are these guys uh, doing anything that, that others haven't? I mean, they're all over horse racing, all of this Saudi money. Everybody runs over there and they make a big celebration about how, you know, Bob Baffert's got the trophy, uh, you know, on the top of his head while the syringe is falling out of his pocket because he just won a, a $20 million horse race uh, with uh, $12 million going to the winner. You know, here's the thing, right? I, I can understand if you're like the 150th guy, right, on yeah. the PGA yeah. Tour. Yep, and, the, and, and, you know, the likelihood of you winning the major and getting like really big money, you know, in terms of purses and endorsements is, you know, about as good as it is of me ever winning, like, you know, the, the triple crown, tri you know, trifecta, <laughs> like, you know, that's not going to happen, right? But like, you're Kepka, you know, you're one of these, you know, other guys who've already won majors. Um, you you really have no excuse, if you will, you know, other than, yeah, I'm just, you know, a greedy son of a bitch and, and I want more money. And you know what? 
I mean, yeah. in a way, that, that's what America has kind of been reduced to, right? You've yeah. got like the one-tenth of one percent, and they live in Lodge, and most of the rest of us are trying to figure out, like, you know, do we go for, you know, the new shoes or the salad this week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got to eat. That's uh, my philosophy. Uh, yeah. All right, one last thing. Len Robbins uh, with us here on After Hours with Tifo and Luby, and uh, I guess this is going to come down today, maybe before uh, the gavel actually is brought out. But um, what chance do the Yankees have of winning their arbitration hearing with Aaron Judge today? Or, or will they come on their hands and knees with a contract for three or $400 million, uh, before they even get to that point? I, I know they're not settling the contract, but I, I guess uh, he's got a deal. Uh, you know, they, they want to give him $17 million. He wants like twenty-one. Uh, how, how could the uh, arbitrator not be influenced by what this guy is doing this year and, and award him the money? Well, you know, it's sort of like all these political figures who are asking to be pardoned, right? Which yes. is the confession that you have done something wrong, right? Um, so I, I think the interesting thing with judges going to be after the Yankees lose and lose big, right, is how they try and spin it that, you know, they would have loved to have given him, you know, the <laughs> big contract, but they, they, they have to play by the rules, right? This is the way, yeah. you know, contracts go now. It's like, come on. You've got a guy who you've made the face of your franchise. Um, he's he's Derek Jeter with personality and, you know, a longer bat, if you will. Um, yeah. And this is the guy that, that you decide you want to, like, jink around with. Yeah. Um, and, and, and let's remember, this is the New York Yankees, right? The most valuable baseball franchise that has everything that you can possibly sponsor, sponsor, Right. Like in yes. Cincinnati, you're hoping that like one car dealership will step up, right, to be like your official Ford dealership. The yes. Yankees have like a four-wheel drive sponsor. They have an American car. They have the European car. They have a luxury car. They have a small Japanese car. They have the only like Russian, you know, two-and-a-half-cylinder putt-putt. Um, <laughs> the Yankees have everything. Yep. And, and this is the guy that they decided to play hardball with. Kind of weird, yeah. I yeah, mean, uh, I can't imagine, uh, you know, uh, as uh, I mean, are they actually going to bring some attorney in uh, with a bunch of stats to diminish uh, the value of Aaron Judge to the franchise uh, so they can uh, plead their case that he should only get the 17 mil, which is chump change yeah, like, by, uh, you know, his level of achievement already, uh, you know, compared to uh, other guys, uh, even in the same town where uh, Lindor, you're happy if he hits like 240 and makes a couple of good plays at shortstop. Unbelievable. Uh, Len, always a pleasure, yeah, like, my friend. Uh, thanks so much no. sir, for being with us. I mean, is there a prop bet on the uh, judge arbitration hearing today? Can we do that at Bet Basics? Well, for, first, I got to get that that other prop bet going for us, right? On Kyrie Irving and you know what yes. goes on in Kyrie. What's world. in his head? Um, yes. What is actually Kyrie. in his head? <laughs> what substance? And, and then maybe, <laughs> yeah, then maybe we can like parlay that with a uh, oh, with the know, judge hearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, all right. Uh, well, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, my friend. It's always a gas talking to you. Uh, we love it. And uh, I hope you enjoyed your time here with us. As uh, what well, we always uh, really look forward to having you on uh, any platform that we're performing on. So uh, thanks so much for being with us, Lane. It's always a pleasure. No, the pleasure is mine. When you're a degenerate and somebody asks you to come on, 
you got to be thrilled. <laughs> I can't believe how much money went up in smoke with the surety that uh, Jabari Smith exactly. is going to Orlando, that shithole of a city. What a joke. Unbelievable. You're the best. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Len. Always a pleasure. Talk soon. Thanks, thanks for being with us here on After Hours. Uh, Len Robbins, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bet Basics is where you'll find his work right now. He says Chet Holmgren is going to be a bust, bigger bust than Dolly. Well, Park, and it's what I, I was going to jump in and say, and then we went off on our tangents with Len as we do. Yeah. But like, my thing is, uh, we've seen guys be thin and still never get big, but be able to figure it out, right? Like Ke- Kevin Durant still hasn't put on a ton of size. No. But he put on enough where he could get away with it. Like Chet Holmgren, to me. Is a He's level a phenomenal of shooter, though, uh, compared it's to It's another Holmgren. level. Well, that's the thing. Holmgren's a solid to good shooter, but it's not like he's Durant. Even in college, Durant yeah. as a freshman was amazing at Texas. Like, he also had a little bit more size, a little bit more athleticism. He was able to get in there and rebound. In a way, Holmgren did not this year. And to me, no. if Holmgren was going to put on some size, this would have been the year to at least show you can do it. And he didn't. So that's what scares me about him is that his frame just isn't built to put on size, and that's the thing is he's not like a guard forward that is tall. He's sort of a big that can shoot and pass. So if you want him to be a big, I don't care, even in this NBA, you still got to go and rebound. You still got to go in the post on some effects, at least defensively, and he hasn't shown the ability to do that. So I love that Lynn sort of said it. Everyone's in love with Holmgren, and I think it's 50-50. Like, I think he could be amazing. I think he could yeah. be a bust. Like, it, it, it scares me a little bit. Oklahoma City. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising to see him get uh, exactly. out rebounded by some rodeo clown <laughs> in a pickup game before he actually signs with the Thunder. Unbelievable. All right, All right uh, we've got to go. You guys have a great weekend. We'll do it again uh, on uh, Monday here on Believe. Uh, Mike Luby Lewitz will be carrying a load then, and uh, I'm going to be out of town for a day and uh, be back on Tuesday. So uh, look forward to that. Thanks so much for being with us. And remember, no matter what you're doing, if you're like me, you're going to gamble in New Orleans uh, over the weekend. You gotta believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.